Hey there, it's Michael Costa from The Daily Show on Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show, Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. The first thing you should know about me uh, is that I am gay as hell. Thank you so much. And I'm, I do a great job at it. I am... <laughs> I'm, I'm nailing it. I'm crushing gay. It is. Uh, I was just sitting there one day being black. And I was like, and I was like, you know what? Give me another thing. I can handle it. <laughs> yes. I'm also uh, an immigrant from Africa, thoroughbred from the source. <laughs> I came to America when I was a little diva. Um, but being from Africa, it was also the first time I ever saw a white person. And my immediate thought was, hmm, that's a black ghost. <laughs> Mother, this country's filled with apparitions. <laughs> Is that okay? <laughs> But yes, yes, it's, I am a, a gay African, which I assume means I um, can make AIDS from scratch, I guess. Ooh. <laughs> oh, no, I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have done that. I should have not said that. I do. I shouldn't have. Wait, I can say whatever the hell I want. I am black and gay. There's nothing you nigger faggots can do about it. That was Solomon Giorgio from his album Homo Negro. Homo Negro or Homo... It's yeah, homo negro. Homo negro superior. superior. It's so hard for just a straight white guy to even flirt around with that word. You've so you're I would just like to right say now. homo and superior. <laughs> Solomon Giorgio, funny, yeah. funny kid. And then guess what? First of all, Nicole, I want to wish you a very happy Pride Month. Thank you, Chris. Absolutely. It's my month, baby. Absolutely. We got, um, this is Stand Up with Chris Stefano, Chris Stefano, Nicole, and Chloe. Comedy, Comedy Central, Central Chloe. Chloe. Shout out Gail's Backyard Honey, obviously. Um, and it's Pride Month, so we're going to have... We're th this is the gay episode. This is the gay episode. This is the gay episode. We're going to have comedy from Sam J, Tig Notaro, and Gabe Liedman. Just all around great gays. Nicole, do you have thoughts on the gay triarchy? Yeah, oh, I don't even know what this word is. Wait, what is that? I don't know what it's that is. It's sort of like how gay culture is kind of misogynistic. And sort of there's like when people talk about sort of like <laughs> being gay, they tend to talk about it in relationship the men. to men. Like, and right. not factoring in a lot of sort of yeah. the gay female experience. I'm part of that. Well, and even I, the, and word, the word gay just means yeah, male. If I'm being honest with you, I always think when I'm thinking gay, yeah, the first thing that pops in my head is, is men, if, I'm, if we're just being honest. And I'm part of the gay triarchy. Wow, I'm part of the patriarchy and the gay triarchy. Oh my God. All you know the triarchies. Chrissy triarchies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Talk okay, to me about the gay okay, triarchy. So let's, let's unpack that, okay? That's, so why I wanna, that, that's why I brought this it up. Is, I went to NYU, so I have all this. So some gay shit went down. Oh, yeah. You <laughs> could NYU. say that. And my all-girls Catholic school, high school. <laughs> oh my God. Speak let me that. tell you. So gay. Let me tell you. I ran that place, okay? <laughs> yeah. I was, I ran that place. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good time. Uh, yeah. Do I wish I could go back? Yes, every yes. day. 
That's um, so funny, Nicole. Yeah. I told you I went to prom three times. You, you did. did. It was a good time. I guess there is. I was ga- like the only out lesbian there. So right. everyone that had questions, they came to yeah. me. And first I of all, them. first of all, the people, number one, this is where like religion starts to get a little nuts because you're like, okay, <laughs> we all know, Not no, but crusades. this is like a big thing where it's yeah, like, yeah. we all know that like, you know, yeah, I know people like want to kill each other for religious beliefs, which is just like what you're fucking out of your mind. But it's like, really, if a non-religious person, like I'm really not religious, I, I never understood a problem with with gays who cares but then when you talk to like a religious nut they're like it says in the bible they can't do it it's like shut up <laughs> the guy writing the bible is probably sucking cock it was it was back in the day yeah being gay you know what's weird about well you probably know this i'm, I'm not going to tell you about gay history but tell our listeners tell your listeners in like ancient greece greece oh yeah homosexuality Everyone. yeah, it, yeah. It, it was like flourishing like you oh, can't yeah, believe the, the student tutor relationship Yes, like everybody was gay and it was then society had no problem with it. And then we went backwards and now we're yeah. like finally getting well, to a place where like, it's okay. That's again. like the funny thing is that when you look back on history and it's a man and a woman and they like there's a text about them holding hands, then it's like, okay, they had a passionate love affair. And then mm. if there's a text that's like Shakespeare being like, and then this guy was inside this other guy, the, sure. the historians are like, I think they were friends and they no. just kind of did that yeah. as a hobby. I just did a whole podcast, History Hyenas, check it out, Woo! on Michelangelo for Pride mm-hmm. Month. And uh, all Michelangelo's writings are to one of his lovers and history tried to change it all. They tried to change it and, and make it less gay when it was being celebrated and it was fine in the four, uh, 1500s when he was alive, it was fine for him to be gay. But oh my so, God, what it, happened? Religion happened. What That's happened truly what society? it is. I'm not going to shit on people who are religious. It's like my mother's very religious, but it's also like... We love our religious listeners. You love our religious listeners. Shout out, shout out on whoever's religious. Yeah, but I just like... You know I'm happy to be in a gay world, truthfully. My daughter... Somebody asked me the other day, would you care if your daughter was gay? It's uh-huh. like... I almost feel like that's not even like she wouldn't even have to tell me like if she just showed up mm-hmm. with a girlfriend it'd be the same as if she showed up with a boyfriend like I feel like wow. it's at least that place with me where because I'm surrounded so much right. by gays but my friends who are locked in my dumb backwards Brooklyn neighborhood may be like <laughs> whoa 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 it's like get the <laughs> get out of Brooklyn you have to get out of our part of Brooklyn. Yeah, come to, to like my part of Brooklyn. See the world. Yeah. Get out of Brooklyn and go to come Brooklyn. Come to my house. Yeah. <laughs> go to real Brooklyn. But yeah, so. Um, you absolutely. know what's fucked up? What? Uh, what the the most homophobia uh, I deal with now? Yeah. Is when the guy when the guys with the clipboards. Okay. They ask me to donate to gay rights. Look. Yeah. I am gay rights. You are gay rights. Why would you ask me for the money? I know. I hate that. Well, I've, oh, go ahead. I mean, that's like. Are you, are you joking? Or are you serious? Yes, I'm joking. Okay, okay. Have you felt... <laughs> add, well, add a pause and after. <clears throat> have you felt that in your life, like, because, you know, you're, like, a little younger, have you felt ever, like, you know, like, persecuted because you were gay? Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah? yeah, yeah By, yeah. like, who? Like, straight? But I think that's mostly because uh, I generally present more masculine as well, so I think that's right. more of a gender thing than a sexuality thing. Mm-hmm. But, right. oh, yeah, I get stuff pretty often. Right. I mean, it's a bummer, so I don't want to bring it up on a comedy podcast, but, you know. Right. Homophobia is alive and flourishing it all is. around you. It is. And it takes the form of the people in the clipboards. <laughs> <laughs> Asking donate to gay rights. to donate to gay rights. Also, it's like, some of, like I mentioned, Matteo Lane, he, the talent on that kid, the way he can draw, the way he can sing, the oh, way yeah, he can do comedy, really the way good. he can yeah, dance. Yeah. You wouldn't get that talent if he wasn't gay. Well, it's, it's co- like the thing where, like, if you can't, you can't, you can't smell, then your, like, eye vision gets better. Exactly. So if you can't have... The correct sex, then your artistic right. skills go up. Wow. 
That's interesting. Yeah, that's what I was. That's I agree. <laughs> Guys, I'm telling you, I know everything about. No, gay seriously, stuff. most of the gay most of the gay community are very talented at something. Okay, that's like you can't make these sweeping generalizations. There's a lot of untalented gay people. Just like there's a Chloe, lot of untalented. Chloe, shut up! People. We're all talented. No, I know there's a lot of untalented gay people, but I'm okay. saying like the gay. This is homophobia. I'm saying if this you're gay, <laughs> let me let me say this: if you're I'm gay and famous, you're usually very, 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 very good at what you do. Because well, like, I mean, that's kind of like with any minority where you like have to go against boundaries. So you kind of have to prove yourself in a way that. Maybe... Yeah. Well, let's play some more clips from gay people that are talented. I want to get like really gay today. We're doing it. For real. All right. Let's play these clips and then we'll talk more about gay stuff. You got to match each other. You can't be fucking so different all the time. And that's what I realized. That's why I was like, oh, you got to learn a nigga before you marry him. I know it sounds obvious, but I didn't think that. I got an ego problem. I was like, whatever I decide will be. But it was like, nah. You gotta learn someone before you marry them because you can be different in ways that won't make sense. Like, we weren't the same gay. That's very important. You gotta be the same fucking gay. Can't be two different gays, my nigga. Because the shit is conf like, mm, you know? Cause I wasn't gay like her, man. Like, I'm gay, but she gay as fuck, you know? Like, I'm gay, bro, I am. Like, I eat pussy, I'm not gonna never say I'm not, I'm not a lesbian, but like, my shit is like, oh, dick coals in my underwear, ESPN, I'm good. I'm done, my gay's done. She like, rainbows, parades, you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, you a gay bitch, you know? Man, you be doing a lot of gay shit, lady. It's all this gay shit you be doing. <laughs> you gay as fuck. She tried to bring some real gay shit into the marriage. It was a problem because it was like shit she's down for, shit I'm not. She's like, oh, let's scissor. And I was like, ew, bitch, why? <laughs> like, that's nasty. Why you wanna do that old gay nasty shit? But I tried, I tried to do it for the love, you know? For the love, I was like, all right, bitch, come on, we gonna scissor. And I never felt gayer, it was the gayest of all the things that I like, it was just so, there's something so like, nah, where's the dick? What are we doing? What the fuck are we doing? This doesn't make sense. We've all read the same biology books. This isn't right. If you don't know what scissoring is, you an idiot, but I'ma tell you. I'ma tell your dumb ass. So when one lady get like, and then the other lady, so one lady go like this, right? The other lady go like this, two scissors. Then they rubber dies till someone dies. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck or why, you know? When it's over, just made me mad. I left feeling violated, like, ugh. You made me do something against my, my spirit. You're not a good person. There's all these dynamics at play. She wanted kids, that's a big conversation you should have before you fucking just marry a motherfucker, you know? Kids, I wasn't ready. I don't want these motherfuckers yet, you know? I feel like I'm a lesbian, so we'll buy them when we're ready, you know? I don't gotta, I don't gotta run into this. When I'm ready, I'll go to the store, I'll purchase one like a goddamn civilian. We'll figure it out. I'm not gonna just jump in and act stupid, you know? She's ready now, you know, now, give me a Shut up, man, we got mad time. Cause you can buy them at whatever age, we don't even. 
Just get him to match where you, you get one at 50, buy a 14-year-old nigga. You're good. Come on, 14-year-old nigga. Let me raise you. <laughs> I know when I, when I do, when I do it that, I'm going Asian, you know? I am, I'm getting an Asian baby. I don't give a fuck, I'm ready, dog. Like, I'm ready for this little Asian nigga, man. I'm so turned. Oh, I'm gonna give him dope mohawks and shit. Angelina Jolie style. I'm gonna teach the nigga karate, but only from Wu-Tang Clan and shit. Like, nah, you're gonna be a real Asian nigga. You're gonna know Wu-Tang karate. I'm amp, bruh. I was so amp, I went and told my grandma. I was like, oh, grandma, I can't wait when I adopt. I'm going Asian. She immediately shit on me. You know, old black grandmas, you know, they don't never like nothing you do. They're like, she's like, mm, Asian baby. You need to adopt a black baby. Like, pfft. I can have a black baby for free. No money, bruh. I just push one of these niggas out. If I'ma buy a baby, I'ma get the best goddamn baby on the market. I'm not gonna, you know what I mean? I know how to invest in babies and spend my money. Shut the fuck up. Grandma. Me and my wife's period synced up. It's no good. It's bullshit, bro. I didn't even think about the sync up when I ran off, got gay married. I didn't. And it's fucked up, cause like, no older lesbian warned me of this shit. That's the problem with oppression. No, like, like when you're oppressed, you don't get to have the right conversations. That's what fucks shit up. So like lesbians were like, oh, I hope they let us keep our marriages and our babies. Then we can't be like, hey, bitch, watch out for that sink up. It's a motherfucker. That motherfucker's scary. It's shit scary, bruh. For one week out of every month until our eggs dried up, we were just gonna be two crazy bitches in the house, you know? Can't get the fuck right. No balance there, man. Insanity, dude. And we're both over 30, so these are real nigga periods, you know what I mean? This is like for real shit. This ain't the period when I was 22, I'd just shake that bitch off, you know? At 22, I didn't give a fuck about a period, man. College, my period would come up, I'd get the fuck out of here, bitches. Hoe ass, period. <laughs> Trying to fuck up my day. Nigga, hand me the ride. Let's play basketball, huh? I ain't worried about this bitch ass period. <laughs> Not that 30 plus period, bro. I be rocking my dog, crying in his eyes. Bosco! You're gorgeous. It's fucked up. I'm just, I don't, you know? My wife's in the bedroom crying over love, actually on a loop. I'm in the living room crying over ESPN 30 for 30 documentaries. Reading Kobe's resignation letter over and over again. He gave everything to the game. <laughs> we meet in the hallway, yell over our daddy issues then hold each other over Hugh's last tampon. It's fucked up, bruh. It's the one time where I'm like, yeah, this is probably against nature. Maybe all the critics are right. Maybe this just isn't what's supposed to be. Two women cohabitating indefinitely. No men around to break this shit up. Cause we're still fucking animals, bruh. We're not better than that shit. 
We're animals, man. You need certain shit. We need testosterone, dude. I be wanting to call one of my homeboys up like, hey, bro, can you come over and bust a nut on my couch right quick? Just put that shit in the air. We'll sniff it. Balance ourselves out. Oh, why, yeah, they open up one of these spaghetti jars. It's been a long month. And a nigga would really like some pasta. I got a lot of problems. Hey there, Jordan Klepper from The Daily Show and Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, my God. I um, actually live in uh, Los Angeles, and um, I travel around a lot. And it seems like every time I come back home, I notice more and more women are getting fake boobs. <laughs> Meanwhile, I still haven't even gotten real ones yet. <laughs> I mean, I have boobs. They're just concave. <laughs> so much so they even kind of stick out of my back a little bit. <laughs> That's hot. I, um, I'm originally from, and was born, in the Big Apple. No way! Jackson, Mississippi. Get out of here. It's very unusual. You don't run into that much. You laugh, but uh, it's very unusual. I, uh, my whole family's still down there in Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi. Thanks for your support. <laughs> I was down there in August hanging out with my crazy redneck Aunt Sheila. We were sitting on her back porch and she put her arm around me and she was like, Tig, it's pretty outside, don't it? It's like, yeah, Sheila, it does. Because it did. It really, really had. I went on a um, hardcore drinking and smoking binge. And it lasted right about nine months. And then as soon as I was born, I was like, whew. Do not go in there. <laughs> After I moved out of the house, I used to come home to visit, and my mother and I would sit up till all hours of the night talking, and she'd be having a cocktail, and she'd say, Tig, tell me some more stories about what you were like as a child. <laughs> I was like, all right, one more. And I think it's someone's bedtime. This last time I was visiting, she was like, Tig, Remember when you were a little boy? <laughs> I was like, vaguely. But keep going, you've piqued my interest. Uh, here's something kind of weird. I've, uh, I've been battling SIDS my whole life. <laughs> but I've been... One of the unusual cases. Mine hasn't been so sudden. 
still frightening to know I could go at any moment. <laughs> I was one of those kids that finished school early by dropping out. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and when I did drop out, a teacher of mine, I remember her telling me that um, a friend of hers dropped out and ended up a stripper on drugs, kind of insinuating the same thing was probably going to happen to me. Me? <laughs> I don't know, my lack of interest in algebra and American history hardly makes me want to dance topless. <laughs> in fact, I've never even danced with my shirt on. It's not much of a dancer, I guess. I'd like to send a message out to the kids at home, actually, if I could. Um, stay in school. Do not drop out. Because if you do, there's a chance you could end up on TV with your own uh, comedy special making. So that was Sam J and Tignataro. Great. Great case. Great case. Great case. Really quick. So yes. some of these clips are censored, and our listeners should know that this is because they are the clips are so old that they only exist in censored versions, mm. but that if we had the uncensored versions, we would play that. But I just want to make people clear what that. What are these? Yeah. All right. They're just, they're so old, it was before Got it. curse words were invented. So Got they it. So they have out. to bleep them all. Yeah. All right. Are you doing anything for Pride? You no. Celebrating? I'm going to be out of town. Me too. Yeah. Damn. You I could would have been yeah. the head of the parade. For real. I, I, um, you know what else? Speaking of comedy, <laughs> gays, <laughs> Let's bring for the back. most part, I feel like when the gay community comes out to the shows, they're coming out to have a good time and they're like, they allow me to just be me. Never, ever, ever in 10 years of comedy, I've only gotten maybe five complaints. It's all straight white people that ever have complained. And I know I'm a straight white person, so I'm not like shitting no, on my five, group. Five people in your 10 years of doing comedy have been offended and complained, and they happen to be white people, but like what major, what percentage of your audience is white? Like 78% if you add up yeah. all your shows? Like, yeah. So it's just, it's just a larger sample size. Right. That's I hear you. Impressive right. only five people have complained. Yeah, that is impressive. Yeah. That's good. Well, you because my comedy, stuff. it's like, I don't, because I don't, I'm not trying, you know, I yeah. think like the comedians that like want to push buttons, right. you know, it's like you got fucking check your ego out the door. It's like right. you're not, but then you're they, not they, Da Vinci. They treasure people coming up to them. They want, that's what yeah. they want. I don't want that. that to the side I'd rather just make you laugh, you know, and like forget about your day for an hour. Mm -hmm. That's just what, that's my comedy. So that's it's like, all about, but you baby. know, listen, we, you know, we live in, a, you know, people get offended now, but it's also like, I don't mind people getting offended because times are changing. So with the change, it's like, you're going to have to recognize like what you can and can't say. Yeah. Say something different, you yeah. know? Yeah, my thing I think with that larger like PC conversation is just that like, you can say whatever you want, sure, but then if someone's gonna respond, like they're gonna respond. Like it's, yeah. you Which can't is okay. be upset that people are responding to what you are saying in a public yeah. setting. My whole thing is like, just mm -hmm. take from it, learn from it, and then, you know, correct your mistakes. But like also if a person makes a mistake, allow them, give them a chance to correct themselves and then don't, don't scrutinize well, them forever. I have a question for Nicole. Yes. So, so when yes. you're not sure about something and someone, so on the one hand, it's not your responsibility as a gay person to explain being gay oh, or I'm what not gay. your experience exactly <laughs> or what your experience is. But on the other hand, like someone might not know and want to have like that explained to them. So what yeah. is your experience with feeling like that sort of contradiction of not 
being obligated to explain things to people just because they're small-minded right. and wanting to sort of spread a more a less ignorant ideology i do think a lot of people get frustrated about that like that they have to explain things mm-hmm. and stuff like that and mm-hmm. you have to be like this is this is the truth because i mean i think that happens more with things regarding race more yeah. right um i tend to I know, it's 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 just interesting being a comic making jokes right. like if i'm a if i'm in a gay space and i'm making jokes then i'm like the controversial one but then if i'm in a comic space i don't also right. want to be the uptight one mm-hmm. so it. it's hard you feel like you can't really win on either side but i i mean i personally tend to just just be more relaxed well, because I am because I try I try to like all my like I said my gay friends I just like well I've been meaning to ask you Chris do you have gay friends I have so many gay friends I actually have me I have one, two, three. <laughs> eight eight gay friends that's more I've than been, I I've, have. I've been to that's more friends I, than I've been to four gay weddings really four. yeah that's sick that's four. a lot of weddings that's a lot of gay weddings I've only I'm been to you. Two, I think. I don't think I've Beat ever you. Been to a I'm gay gayer wedding. than you. You are gayer than me. I'm gayer than you. Oh, no, yeah. Gay weddings are fun. Yeah. Oh, it's one on one. It's all, oh, because it's all uh, disposable income because they don't have kids. Sure. Well, yeah, but now, but now a lot of gays do have kids. That's true. True. Hey, truth. poor people can be gay too. Yes. <laughs> and with that, it's 2019. Should we well, throw this episode it was gay and I loved it. Yeah, this was good. I think we covered it all. Yeah. Good conversations. Chrissy good. Ally. Chrissy asking questions. Chrissy the gay. Chloe homophobe. Chrissy the curious gay. Chloe the homo. LGBTQ Chris. LGBTQ Chris. Chloe the homophobe. <laughs> yes, correct. Let's Shout out Gail's right. Backyard Honey. Gail loves the gays, wants to give the honey to the gay community for yeah, free. Yeah. She did. She gave it to me. Yeah, absolutely. I'm Gail. The gay community. She got that honey. Hey, if you're if you're gay, write in and I'll have my mom send you some of her honey. Woo! Be a honey pot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's play some gay bleedmen. Love gay bleedmen. <laughs> See you next week. With my entertainment, with my television, I like to just take myself away, which is why I am a huge fan of Game of Thrones. I love it. Now, half of you are clapping, half of you are either over it or you don't know what Game of Thrones is, so let me just quickly catch you guys up. No spoilers, no judgments. Game of Thrones, if you don't know what it is, is like a fantasy show on HBO that is about anal sex. (laughs) And the story kind of centers around a handful of women who like slowly get out of the bath. (laughs) Only to find themselves Pounded from behind by everything. <laughs> and the whole time, they have this crazy look in their eyes where they're just like, yeah, yeah, we're doing it doggy style. And that's how you know that we're like ancient, <laughs> mythical beings or whatever. But I'm not stupid. And I know that doggy style is actually from the late 90s. <laughs> And it was invented by Ashanti and Ja Rule, the Lewis and Clark of my generation. And I don't like being lied to! Thank you. I guess the other thing that like really bugs me about Game of Thrones and like The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings and just all shit is like, I guess I just, I hate the name of the genre fantasy. 
Like, I think that that is very presumptuous to call it fantasy. And also, like, look, I know I've only been here for 30 years, but it does seem to me that everyone's fantasy is, like, dangerously similar, right? Where it's like every year, there's like a bunch of white guys who go to New Zealand and they're just like, okay, dudes, time to make a new movie or TV show about the fantasy or whatever. And then they walk into a room and they're like, okay, okay, the fantasy, the fantasy we all share. Here we go, here we go. It's moving through me, okay? So I need you to type, okay? The fantasy, it's moving through me. Okay, the fantasy, here we are. I'm riding my lion into battle. I'm dressed in a full deer. Um, it's before. And everyone's house is a circle, which is super interesting. I find myself in a silent wood, no S on that. <laughs> when all of a sudden behind me, I hear a twig snap. I turn to see what it is, and it's a little girl who's perfect at archery. <laughs> Fantasy complete. It's like, oh, cool. That's all your, that's your fantasy? Cool, cool fantasy. Like, I guess it's like, it's not helpful to just complain about shit. So I figure I've got a platform right now. I'm sure there are some aspiring filmmakers or authors here tonight or watching at home. So please, I'm not gonna just complain about the fantasy genre. I'm gonna offer you guys my fantasy, which I think would make an excellent movie slash trilogy of movies. <laughs> And I don't care about money, I just wanna see this on the big screen. And I encourage you guys too, when you leave the show, tell each other what your fantasies are and then have a horrible Thanksgiving. So, okay, for, here we go, my fantasy. If I could just get super real with you guys, and I again, I would love to see this on the big screen. My fantasy is me and Brett Favre are staying at the same hotel. First of all, fantasy complete. <laughs> Can you even imagine how nice that hotel would be? <laughs> Unfortunately, there's, there's actually more. So, me and Brett Favre are staying at the same hotel. One thing leads to another. <laughs> I get pregnant, but I keep it quiet because I'm cool. That baby grows up to be Barack Obama! Yes! Why can't we just agree amongst ourselves to call the fantasy genre what it is, which is like alt, medieval, horny nature magic? I think that's a great name for a genre. And it would fit on the side of the books because they're two miles long. I guess my point ultimately is that it is so spooky when Netflix figures out that you're gay <laughs> because you never tell them that. Like, 
it's not like Facebook where you sign up and you're like, hello, I'm Gabriel, I'm from Philadelphia, and I'd like to suck out or whatever. And then from then on, like the right hand third of your screen is just always like tank tops, tank tops for sale, tank top vacation, $1 just for you, Gabriel. Like, you don't tell Netflix anything about yourself, just like your email address and your billing zip code. And they figure out that you're gay over time using some like judgment algorithm or whatever <laughs> behind the screen that's just like totally like paying attention to what you run. They're like, oh, you watch that, huh? Kind of thought so. And then and, like their judgment like comes out really strongly like in the movies that they suggest for you. And like, I've been a member for a long time, but they have been on to me since the beginning. I remember the first time I knew they knew that I was gay. I logged in to like update my queue or whatever. This is back when they, when I was getting DVDs. I'm talking like 18 months ago. <laughs> like, <laughs> they knew it. Like I, I was updating my queue. I logged in they were like, dear Gabriel, based on your five-star review of 13 going on 30. <laughs> we think you might really enjoy the entire Jonathan Taylor Thomas library. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I'd probably love it, but why don't you watch your <laughs> tone? <laughs> and now it's like, a much more complex site and like their judgment is more complicated too. Like now their judgment comes out in the form of these long made up genres or whatever that I guess are about me. And now when I log in, it's like top 10 for Gabriel, non-cerebral thrillers <laughs> that take place during the day. Or like costume comedies starring only women and one little fat boy. Tom Hanks takes the longest piss in it and it's like, that's not a genre anymore. You're just describing a league of their own. Which I'd love to watch. I wonder why. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. Hey there, it's Michael Costa from The Daily Show on Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show, Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts.